My name is Chess, and on my show, Plus 7 Intelligence, we talk about how games impact people. Listen to a mental health counselor explain how he prescribes games for his clients, or how a game designer takes inspiration from games to launch her tech startup. Listen to Plus 7 Intelligence on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are now entering the Podglomerate. We had a certain point, not immediately, it was like a few arcs in where I think we all had this moment and it was also like uh, seeing how the listenership like had been responding to the podcast of like we realized that we did have something like special. Like I, again, like I'm really proud of this story in it. Welcome to Writers You Know Right. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kyle. And yet again, it is very late on a Tuesday evening while we record this bad boy. I just don't know if I'm ever going to have more energy than I once did. It's a constant downslope. It's cool. I'm just going to live with it. Like I I realized a long time ago that you just have to push through. I Uh, just want to be like I once was, Jeff. Young and spry and full of youthful energy. Uh, well, anyway, we have uh, the McElroy brothers and Clint McElroy, so the whole McElroy clan, in this week's episode. It is really, 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 really exciting uh, because Kyle and I are super big fans of the Adventure Zone, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that just ended. Uh, it did not end. The first campaign just ended, uh, oh. which was a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and it might be something different and fun next, but we don't know yet. They haven't revealed. Uh, what their future plans are. But anyways, it is what got me into Dungeons and Dragons in the first place, and it is, to date, my favorite podcast of all time. You never played Dungeons and Dragons before you listened to this, did you? I had never dipped my toe in the pool that is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I had always avoided it. I'm a big video game fan, a huge nerd in general, but that always seemed to bridge too far, and this was, I, I, I guess, the straw that broke the nerd camel's back. You nerd... You, you nerd. And the reason I asked you that, because I already knew the answer, obviously, was because I wanted to let the listener know that you don't have to have played or be a fan of Dungeons & Dragons to enjoy this show. At all. It's so good. In fact, here's a clip. I stand up to my full wizard, (laughs) wizarding height. Which is two foot higher with the hat. Yeah, excellent. And then I shout, Abraka, fuck you! (laughs) And I... (laughs) I cast magic missile at him. Okay. Uh, he he goes flying backwards, uh, and he, he lands uh, fairly close to the edge of the pit, um, near near Gundren, uh, and he stands up, and he is man all jacked up. He's got he's bleeding from both nose nostrils. You see, it seems like you've learned well from me. Maybe did you maybe take a few pointers from my my rad magic missile? <laughs> Or was that a taco original? <laughs> <laughs> I I actually already said my one cool thing, darling. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't have another. I, I understand completely. Ah, uh, yes, it seems that uh, it seems that my goose might be cooked, huh? And that's just a taste. Yeah. So I, I, you probably are so so lost with what's happening right now, and it doesn't matter. Go listen. Yeah. Don't ruin it uh, by listening to the end. Start in the beginning. Uh, but in any case, we, we were able to get the McElroys on the show because I was writing an article about the finale of that 
particular campaign arc for the Daily Dot. That article came out a couple weeks ago. You can go read it. I'm, I'm very proud of it. It's one of my favorite things that I've written. Uh, but that's why we thought it would be relevant for writers who don't write. Uh, we bring in a, a little bit of the writers who don't write flavor at the end of the show. But, um, you know, it's just another instance of us talking to creators that we really, really love. Uh, and I say us, I mean me. Cause yeah, Kyle to be clear, I was be not this. there. Uh, this was during the day, and I could not escape the, the chains of my day job for this interview, which is a great shame. So anyway, here is Justin Travis Griffin and Clint McElroy. All right, so welcome everybody. Uh, this is, you know, actually it's super exciting for me. I've been a huge fan of the Adventure Zone for a long, long time. And when the Daily Dot started letting me write about podcasts, I said I had to do the show. Uh, so, welcome. Well, uh, thank you for having us. For having us. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I guess I, I'll just jump right into it and, uh, you know, ask you all um, how the show developed. And for, for any listeners we have, could you tell us kind of what the Adventure Zone is? Well, sure. It was developed by a studio head. Uh, he got together with the marketing team and just figured out what would be the most marketable. And then a team of writers got together and wrote it. Travis is being um, a, um, a bit of a jag. Um, so, uh, me and Justin and Travis have been doing a podcast for about eight years now called My Brother, My Brother and Me, um, which is, uh, an advice comedy podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. And, um, what, about three, almost a little, like three years ago or so, we were, like, prepping some content that we could put up when, um, Justin and his wife, Sydney, had their first baby, um, and... This the idea to do uh, like a D and D actual play episode was like the first thing that we thought of because uh, I think we all just like really wanted to play. This was around when fifth edition, the the fifth edition of D and D was coming out, and I'd written about it at Polygon and just like really wanted to play it. Um, and so that was like the origin of it, and you can hear it in the pilot. Like we were not taking it very seriously. We did not think it was going to be something we would do an episode two of. Um, and now we will have done almost 70 episodes of it. Um, so we were wrong. Um, uh, yeah, it, it only took like pretty, pretty much instantly after we put out that episode and hearing people's responses to it, we realized like, oh, this could be its own thing. And, uh, so that is sort of how we got started doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's super interesting, uh, from my perspective as a <laughs> informed of the show from, the broiest bro of bro friends that I have, uh, you know, he's done like 48 Spartan races or something, and he became a huge fan of this. So, you know, it's it sounds like something that might be super nerdy, but, you know, it's actually a really fun experience for the listener. And, and it sounds like you all have a blast doing it as well. So I'm wondering how much of this is like an excuse for you all to just get together every couple of weeks and have a conversation. Well, I think I think that was a lot of what my brother, my brother, and me was. Uh, but as far as uh, the Avengers Zone went, I really think it came from Griffin specifically, really wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons with us. Um, he and I had played together before, and I don't think I think Justin had maybe played once, and Dad had never played before. So I think for Griffin, it was less like let's have a conversation, an excuse to talk every week, and specifically like let's play a game together. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much true. Like, I, I just really wanted to play D&D. Um, I had, like, a couple times in the past, and it was really fun, but it's hard to get a group of folks together. I don't really know anybody in Austin who plays, and so... Uh, and also, like, I thought that the, the my family would be really good at it, and they are, and so it all worked out. And now, what are what are some of the mechanics of this? Because you all are located mostly all over the country. Um, I go to Justin's house... We, we do our thing across the table, um, and then we're connected to Travis by some mystical, magical thing. Skype. And Skype. Skype. Skype, right. And then Griffin 2 is on the Skype. Um, and it's that's the way. It's, uh, we have done one where I was at Griffin's house, didn't we? Ditto? No, we did one where when we were in town shooting the um, a Bim Bam television show, we did that one episode um, when we were all together. And that ended up being like a, a pretty big episode in terms of like plot revelation. So it was really cool to do it and like see see you all as like these big plot bombs were, were dropped. So that was <laughs> that was cool. But uh, other than the live shows, like we, we record remotely and fifth edition is like really set up for that. Um, I did uh, the the D&D I played before was fourth edition, which was very much like a board game, like a tabletop game. And it was great. It was really fun. Um, but fifth edition is like much easier to do without, you know, maps and uh, pieces and, you know, little marker tokens and stuff like that. And so um, it's it's very, very mechanically like in, in, in terms of how we record, it's pretty lightweight. And is it fun? Oh, man, we, we fucking hate it. No, it's great. Yeah, no, it's super fun. Like, um, it's very... I, 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 DMing it is very stressful. Uh, as Travis can attest, he's DM some bonus episodes. It's, it's, it is stressful, but, like, it, it's also a very fun game to play. Um, yeah, it's, I, if, it, of course it's fun. That's why we do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it has spawned, I think, a world of... Uh of a new generation of players. I mean, I had played it in middle school a couple times and I loved it. And since listening to the podcast, I've played it much more. Um, I- I'm curious, uh, what your thoughts are to the reaction to the show. Cause I know you've had, you know, this is blown up to something that uh, by your own words is a lot bigger than you ever expected. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it's much much bigger than we expected and there have been it, it, it's been um we i think we have always kind of struggled with um how how quickly our our shows have grown in size like it's it's still like wild to me when we do a live show and it's sold out like that's that's still wild and and doing um a narrative based podcast has been like we're really telling a story to a completely there's there's obviously a lot of overlap for people who listen to our other stuff but um we we're talking to a completely different audience now like the 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 fandom for the adventure zone is completely its own thing um and and that was uh that that was like that that was not something we expected yeah, I, I, you know, never listened to a lot of, you know, Mabim Bam, um, but now everything y'all put out, I, I at least check out, you know, one of my new favorites is the McElroy Brothers will be in Trolls too. Uh, so, you know, I, are you consciously doing anything to develop this like audience funnel or is this just, you're all just having fun and everybody loves everything you do? Um, I, I tend, my metrics for that 
is actually pretty simple. Um, if something is exciting to us, we find that that usually carries over. Um, the, and there are some things that like we are excited about that other people don't, and that's fine by us. If if it if not everything resonates with everybody, um, but like I find that typically if we are having fun and doing something we like, then then people seem to to respond to it. And I and and then the the marketing doesn't get any more sinister than that honestly we we don't really have the people to to be more clever about it than that than that we just kind of use our own uh, metrics and for you know our own excitement as a metric and that uh, has served us pretty well great and in terms of uh actually you know finishing this thing how does it feel this is a three-year journey that you all have been on yeah, it's really exciting to like because of the way podcasting is set up, you don't really like you rarely ever get to end anything. And the adventure zone is not ending. The podcast will continue um with with different stories or what have you, but like to watch something that we have worked on for so long actually like come to fruition and um you know turn into something we're really proud of and, and to actually get to see it reach its culmination is, is really exciting. It's, it's also, also like, uh, go ahead, Trap. Oh, I was also going to say, it's just, it's weird to compare it to other shows we do and think that like the weird jokes and like funny decisions and stuff that we make have an impact on how it all shape. Like there are things that are happening now because of some offhanded comment we made in like episode four or whatever. And it's such an interesting experience to have stuff like tie back together and be like self-referential. And it's, it's really cool to be a part of. It's also like really scary. Like as um, the, I've, I've never worked as hard on anything in my whole life. Like this, this, is the creative endeavor that by far I have poured the most of my time on this earth into. And I'm extremely proud of it, but it's really, it's, it's scary for a lot of reasons. Like it's scary because I want, um, I want the audience to find it satisfying. Like Justin said, like we don't end stuff usually. And so like, um, I, I, I practically speaking, like I don't really know how to make something end well, but it's not only that, like, um, it's a game where different things can happen based on probabilities and, and dice rolls and the decisions that Justin and dad and Travis make. And so I have ideas. I've had ideas for what I thought the ending would be for like a couple of years now. And I have just had to like sit on them and tell nobody and hope that things work out right. Like with one dice roll, uh, direction that I thought that the ending would go and you know that's a direction that I've spent uh, dozens of hours writing ideas down for could be completely closed off to us um that's really scary it's it's really it's really genuinely terrifying but at the same time like it's a double-edged sword because that element of chaos is also what makes making this show so exciting and so unique yeah, I feel like that actually happened, or at least you mentioned something about that in the the Stolen Century arc, where something that you had been building towards for years. Uh, I, I don't remember the the specific instance, but uh, it got like thrown out the window because of an action that that one of you all made. Um, in any case, I, I'm just so curious what that's like because 
I mean, I know you just mentioned this, but you put so much forth, foresight into this and then like on a whim, it can all just get thrown out the window. Uh, so I guess this is less a question and more of a comment, but um, I don't know, what, is it ever, has, has there been any moments where you were just like very upset with the way that the show has gone? <laughs> um, I mean, no, I haven't, I, I genuinely know. Like there's been stuff that I have, had to throw out right but like those moments there was a moment where i was like okay well I'll, magnus is gonna die in this one part and then there's gonna be a whole like him escaping the kingdom of death thing that's gonna happen and like i there would be some character development that was going to take place there um but the moment where that train changed tracks is one of the most, I think, one of the most powerful moments of the whole show because it was, it was everybody banding together to like say, no, like we we are we are in charge of where this next part goes, and then they they wanted to fight it, and then they got fucking killer dice rolls, and so I was like, okay, all right, well that's 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 gone. Like there's there's so many I, I, I think that telling a story in this way is I've never done like fiction before and so like I think that I, I and I've said this a lot, I think it's the most interesting way to like try to tell a story because we're telling a story to each other. I am writing a story and then seeing what my players do, what my family does, and then they're taking the story in different directions. We're all trying to tell a story that our audience is going to like, and then on top of that we're also playing a game and the mechanics of that game may also divert from from the story. It is like it's it's improvisational storytelling with this huge element of 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 randomness and chaos on top of it. Um, and while yeah, it can be frustrating when uh, you know things don't happen the way that I thought they were going to happen. Like that's every that's the that's the whole that's the whole jam. And and so I can't get you know upset when something doesn't go my way because so many times like lots of things have happened um be- because of the game and you got to you got to take them you got to take them both and so i, I wanted to ask you all uh about the the whole cross promotion uh, journey that you're you're currently going on with the Adventure Zone, you know, with the graphic novel and uh, you know Griffin with all your SoundCloud work, um, you know, is it? I, I, did you ever anticipate this becoming something where, uh, you know, you have had so many different options to take, and and also do you see anything else being developed? Like, is there a feature film coming down the line that we don't know about yet? Yeah, that's where we're going to announce it right here in this interview with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this because you I I'm so glad you asked because yes. No. Yeah, I have to know, have to know. As far as anticipating the different forms, I would say uh no. Um and and I think that on on some at least in my opinion, if we had set out thinking that way, I don't think the show would have turned out the way that it did. Um, because one of the things that we're experience, uh, experiencing as we're, um, you know, developing it into the graphic novel is running into moments that make sense when you can hear a tone of voice or inflection or like the entire five minute description of a thing. 
But or 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 like it's there. There are certain things that are only funny because the boys came up with it in the in the moment, and mm-hmm. there there it was a response that they did, and the fact that you were listening to the podcast and hearing us play this game and hearing them do this unexpected thing is in and of itself like where the humor lies in that, and you mm-hmm. can't. Uh, that doesn't work in a like scripted like a- adaptation of the thing, and and so like there there have been there's been lots of stuff like that where we're like oh okay well that doesn't necessarily work here and I agree with Travis like if we've been thinking about it the whole time I think we would have been a lot more straight laced while we were recording and that would have been bad. And to be honest, we there is a certain element of when we at least when we first started, I don't think any of us wanted to give the pat or expected answers we wanted to do something you know different and kind of veer off course and it was almost and i think we made a conscious effort to do on some level to do things that would not be the normal response to to this and that and the other to to whatever was happening in the scene i think sometimes we said well let's let's mess with griffin a little bit and uh and there, there were a lot of elements like that, but I think it made it fun and 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 more compelling. At the at the same time, though, I will say, like, we had a certain point, um, not immediately. It was like a few arcs in where I think we all had this moment, and it was also like uh, seeing how uh, the listenership like had been responding to the podcast. Of like, we realized that we did have something like special. Like, I again, like, I'm really proud of this story, and I I, I think we all are, and. Um, and so like we, I don't think we ever ruled anything out, right? Like we never ruled out that like this, this story and these characters and stuff could, uh, could be other things. It's just like, as, as me and Juice and Traveler and during the, the, my brother, my brother, me TV show, like that, that, um, translation is, uh, is difficult. It's, it's, it's really, it's really tough. One of the things that are really, that's really fascinating to me with the podcast industry that a lot of people don't actually realize is that so much of, of all of these shows are, are based in writing and uh, you know, you're, you're either, you know, crafting a story that you're trying to tell or, uh, you know, you're editing down uh, some, some tape that you have. Um, for you all, it's, it's particularly relevant because you're actually writing this like epic story. Um, you know, not like in the the formal sense of sitting down with a pen and paper, but you're actually crafting this journey. So, is is there is that something that you consciously go in thinking like this is what we need to accomplish in in this episode, um, or is it all like I know it's loosely form fitting based on like the journey that you have them going on, but I mean, how much of this is uh, like totally random? I mean, the stuff that Griffin dictates to us, I think, from is usually um, stuff he has thought through. Um, I very rarely will premeditate anything. Um, sometimes, the, at the very end of an episode, if we leave it on a uh, on a cliffhanger, um, I'll think about you know my response to that, um, or like if we have big story breaks or whatever. Um, but like broadly speaking, I'm not really thinking about how. I'm going to react to anything. I, I, I unfortunately do think about stuff <laughs> I, like I really try not to, but like I have a super duper overactive imagination I have since I was a kid. So sometimes like, 
the day before we're about to record or like the day we you know, have just finished recording an episode, like I'll lie in bed and think about what the next thing I'll do is. And I can't like not, I'm not trying to think about it, but I'm just like, what would be the next most interesting thing? And then sometimes I have to work really hard against that because when we actually start recording again, it's not, it doesn't fit the story. It's not the right option and now i've got it stuck in my head of like oh i'm gonna do this cool thing um and i have to work against my own uh impulses it's it's this is this is the hardest part of like what i do as like the as the dm and um i i've gotten a lot of criticism and i totally understand it this this again goes back to the telling a story with like multiple audiences in in mind where like my the, the, the players themselves are a, an audience and the listeners at home are an audience. Um, and the way that I usually talk about it is like, I, um, I, I, I try to maintain this like macro storyline as much as I possibly can. Although there ha- certainly have been some diversions, uh, there where I, 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 in the, the big picture sense, like I have beats that I hope the, the players get to and, that being said in the sort of micro moment to moment thing i give them complete free reign over whatever it is that they want to do i think like the biggest point where this sort of cemented itself was the 11th hour arc where i basically dropped them in a town and gave them like i think it was like an hour in that town that kind of looped so they could have like you know seemingly infinite chances to like play things out and then said like okay go do whatever and i had an ending right that i like i had a final boss if you want to call it that and i had like a conclusion that like i had in mind that i wanted them to get to but they're like they're uh, I wanted to give them as much agency as possible in those like moment to moment things to do whatever. Um, and, and I, I think when we wrap up, like that is going to go down as my favorite arc that we did just because um, one, like I'm really happy with how it turned out, but two, it, it was like, I think that the perfect uh, example of that dynamic of me trying to get them to the end of the line and saying, but however you want to get there, go, go that way. Cause it's going to be more interesting than like anything I could think of. So you all have actually had like a lot of life experiences during the three years that it took to create this thing. Uh, you know, marriages, children, uh, you know, relationships developing, ending jobs. Do you think that any of that played into the, the character development? Uh, and also, you know, what do you think of, of these characters? Like, have they become more of a part of, of who you are? Um, I, I, I can answer as far as the, for me personally. So I, I had a baby, um, and moved a couple times, uh, during the life of the adventure zone. And I would say, especially, um, during the, uh, having my baby, uh, that, was hugely impactful both of impacting how I thought about my character interacting with other people, but also I myself was just in like a way more emotional place from like October for like four or five months, mostly due to lack of sleep and just general baby stress. So I reacted um, to things in a much more uh, maybe uh, emotional way than I would have. And I think if you were to track it, you would see in those four months, Magnus having some pretty big emotional revelations too. 
you know, the one thing I have noticed is that you don't often have issues where it seems like somebody's having like a really bad day or something. Um, or at least you can't tell if you are. Well, I think you asked about like if how we feel connected to the characters. And it's interesting because I'm not, I have never consciously made the decision of like, I'm going to make Magnus do what I would do. And in fact, like quite the opposite sometimes of like playing him as kind of a meathead instead of being the guy who figures this stuff out is, you know, um, a, a choice that it's, it's tough to stick to sometimes, but making the decision of like, he's a good person who, you know, just in general, trying to play him, um, the way I want him to act, I guess is the, is the, the easiest way to say it. Not necessarily what I would do, but what I want him to do. Does that make any sense? Does that make me sound like a weirdo? I make my character do what I want him to do. I'm in control. <laughs> I think there's also something to be said for like, as we have moved toward the finale, like I think the, I think the tone of the show has changed and does change arc to arc. And like right now, and for a little bit, it's been like this story about these, like about horrible, f- destructive um forces and what like people do to like band together and stay positive in the face of all that stuff and like i don't know i i i i definitely like all of our lives have changed and uh there's there's i i i think like i i struggle with anxiety a lot and so like i have really it's been important to me that we tell this story about um people who are good to each other um just like doing doing their best like that has always been the kind of story that um that i've 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 wanted to tell and i have found it like helpful to work to like tell that story um during during some like some of my like shittier days and as a proud dad let me just say this all three of them have had a lot of theater experience all three of them have been called upon to basically do this for a living as well, especially with Mabim Bam and the other podcasts where I, I don't want to toss around the word lightly, but you're a professional. And every time you turn the mic on, you are able to, you know, get your energy up, you know, and, and we've said that before, we, before, right before starting an adventure zone, we'll, you know, get psyched up and, you know, it, I think it's a matter of professionalism. I think, you know, the fact that we can get on and, and do the show and the, the fact that we enjoy it so damn much, I think, you know, helps in that regard, too. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I can tell you that I am a huge fan of the show and I know that you're going to continue doing it, but I am going to miss this particular campaign. Uh it's been it's helped me through a lot of days in the last few years. And so I appreciate that. And you know, this is the only podcast that's truly destination listening for me. So hurry up and get that finale out. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I do have, uh, you know, I have to do this just for the podcast, but the conceit of Writers Who Don't Write is that we talk to writers and other creatives about the one story that they've always struggled to tell in the past. So, you know, in keeping the theme with the Adventure Zone, I was wondering, you know, is there is there something that you all wish had happened that didn't in the in any of the arcs? 
my like big thing is I wish we, I wish I had leaned on, uh, on them a little bit more in the like creation of what kind of story we were going to tell. Um, because like, I'm really happy with what, with the story that we've told, but, um, I don't know. I think, I think whatever we do next, like it would be good for all of us to, have a hand in the at the very least like creation of the world that we are going to be um exploring because like for a lot of this a lot of the terminology that we use and a lot of like the places that we reference we've certainly moved away from like D source material but um it i i don't know i think it would be i think it would be much much cooler if it felt like completely like our world that we all worked together to make from from the beginning and i think i think you'll see that in in the next campaign that's great i'm i'm really looking forward to it truly you all are uh, a very special you know a very special family so keep doing what you're doing because you're making a lot of people happy with with what you're working on so well thank you thank you very much thank you oh shucks So that was uh, McElroy clan. Uh, if you want to read the article that resulted in that, uh, or that, that, that resulted from that interview, you can do so by just searching Jeff Umbro at the daily dot. Uh, it's some weird title, uh, that I agree with, but I also wouldn't have chosen myself. Something like, uh, distance yourself, distance yourself from that editor who helped you. Oh, he, he is amazing. Uh, he helps me with everything. But in any case, this was Writers Who Don't Write. Those were the McElroy brothers talking to us about the Adventure Zone. They also have, you know, I think literally a dozen podcasts. There's uh, my two favorites other than the Adventure Zone are My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is their flagship podcast. And also uh, the McElroy brothers will be in Trolls 2, which uh, I shit you not is the greatest audio production of all time. Uh, so have a listen these guys are comic genius and you know consume everything they do you will see them one day doing something uh, even more incredible than what they've already done uh you can find writers who don't write at www.podcast.com or at thepodglomerate.com writers who don't write is a production of the podglomerate uh there's all kinds of other amazing shows on the network like plus seven intelligence the feast status uh the sex rap and future break i might as well just say everything uh, we have a couple more shows launching soon, so stay tuned and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter for writers who don't write at tinyletter.com slash podcast, or you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are wherever you want to listen to podcasts. Um, thank you so much to Ryan Dan of Holland Patent Public Library for the music at the top and the bottom of the hour. You should check him out. He's all over the internet, uh, but you can find him first off at hollandpatentpubliclibrary.com. Thank you for Ben Sound for the music that you heard right in the middle of the show. Uh, you can find him at bensound.com. Thank you again to the McElroy brothers and their father, Clint. Uh, this was a real pleasure, and I hope that you all listen to The Adventure Zone. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in in two weeks for our interview with Claire Massoud, who is probably as far opposite from the McElroys as you can get.
the Podglomerate, a Sonic Universe.